Welcome back, everybody, to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel one by one. We will be free of spoilers of future episodes, but full spoilers for episodes we have discussed in the past. We hope you guys enjoyed your break. We sure did. Uh, But super happy to be back i'm jason and i will always go to caritas's happy hour two drinks one song no waiting hell yeah yes and i'm harrison and i too want to know what the hell happened with holtz yeah jason what episode are we watching today we are watching angel season three episode one heartthrob this is the one where Angel returns from a meditative or an attempted meditative <laughs> retreat in Sri Lanka um, and dust a vampire that he knew from the past and ends up uh, coming into a very dangerous conflict with her lover. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, listeners, you might be saying... Why are we starting with an Angel episode? Well, we had some discussions over the break about if we wanted to keep the uh, the way we've been doing it up and or if we should go by the way the show, the way the episodes aired um, because now that they are on separate networks, they're no longer airing concurrently with one another. And we decided the way the show aired, that's how we should experience it with one season seven exception, <laughs> which yeah. causes a continuity fuck up <laughs> yeah um don't worry we're here for you guys yeah and uh we will for those of you who are watching along with the podcast we will be absolutely sure to point out mm-hmm. hey watch this episode next not this episode yes. but we do that every episode That's true. <laughs> so heartthrob was written and directed by david greenwald and originally aired on september 24th two thousand and. One, which is about maybe two weeks before the premiere of Smallville. Oh, nice! I've been listening to the Smallville uh, rewatch podcast, Talkville. Nice, and uh, it's been a delight. I, I love Smallville. Me too. But music. Jason, Harrison, we're back. Yeah, we took a break. A lot has happened. We had, we got through a whole spooky season. We did. We had an election. We did. It wasn't as traumatizing as I thought it was going to be. I actually have uh, something related to the election in my toast. Excellent. Uh, we have a new-ish doctor. Um, <laughs> we've got. We'll be, we'll be careful because, like you know, it could be spoilers. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. I'll, I'll leave it at that uh, vagary. In historic regeneration mm-hmm. on Doctor Who, yeah. and um, you know, you got to see how it shakes out before I can yeah. say like if I'm okay with it or not. Same. Uh, you had a birthday. I did. Yeah. I'm now 33 years old. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's been an eventful month and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But you know what? I had a delightful birthday. Like, I had that whole week off. Um, and, uh, you know, that Sunday, I uh, got to watch Freddy vs. Jason with you. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And then, like, my actual birthday, I got lost in the in Bernheim Forest. So, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it, I'm not 
and I made sure to like make this clear when I made a Facebook post about it. I'm not blaming Bernheim Forest. They have good maps and good signs. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was nice to be able to like hang out with you and just like hang out. <laughs> yeah, but the, thing, the problem is, is that we didn't do it as frequently. It's true. Um, oh, big thing, Halloween ends. Yes. Uh, which we, we both kind of liked it. Yeah, and you know, I've been... I've actually been thinking about it quite a bit. I am. Um, I watched the entire Halloween franchise, and uh, yeah, God, I hated Halloween three. <laughs> I really hated it. Like, I may be critical of movies, but I very rarely actively hate a movie while watching it. Holy crap! Like, that's one of the worst movies I've yeah. ever seen. I. I just hated it. And, you know, everybody is like, <laughs> it's so funny because um, everybody's like, oh, you clearly haven't seen such and such this worst movie. I'm like, look, guys, <laughs> just because there are worst movies out there doesn't mean <laughs> that Halloween 3 isn't bad. Yeah. It's really I, you know, it's it's one of those movies that's gotten every appraisal and a lot of people really like it. And I say more power to you. Love what you love. But I don't see it. I do not. See, I, I don't see it. And you know, like, uh, I think the biggest surprise out of all of that was um, out of watching the entire franchise, how good Halloween 4 oh, is. Yeah. Like, 4 is I'm, so good. I am really sad that I didn't get to go, like, meet a girl who played Jamie Lloyd mm-hmm. and, like, get a picture of her in her clown costume because that would have been so fucking cool. But on the bright side, I did get to hang out with you. Yeah, it was so, a good weekend. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's, yeah, now sure. you're caught up with our lives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How are you all doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, on that kiss, we'll do our toast. Uh, we're drinking some wine. As per tradition. As per tradition. <laughs> um, we really, our, our bars start, our, our, uh, we need to restock our bar. We're nearly <laughs> out of Campari. We're out of a lot of stuff, but. Take us away into toast, Jason. Okay. Um, I have a, um, a happy thing and a sad thing. Okay. Um, which would you prefer first? Let's start with sad and okay. end on a, on a happy note. Okay. Um, this uh, past weekend, we lost uh, one of the best voice actors of several generations, and that is Kevin Conroy, mm-hmm. um, most known for the being the voice of Batman in Batman the Animated Series. Um, as well as the spinoff movies and the Justice League show and like experiences in Superman across the DC animated universe. Yeah. And for being the voice of Batman in the Arkham video games as well. I mean, like you, like that is so many people and we've had like very good portrayals of Batman over the years, mm-hmm. but so many people say that like, you know, when they're reading a Batman comic and like Kevin Conroy's voice is the voice that they yeah. hear, and he was just fantastic. And so, you know, gonna miss him. He's yeah. a good guy. Fuck yeah. It's funny, uh, not funny, but like just last week in my watch through of the Arrowverse, I finally got to the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. And he has a, he has a cameo in that yeah. as an alternate Batman, and it was really cool to like mm-hmm. see him playing the role um, as opposed to just, just hearing it. Yeah. And uh, the happy thing though, is that, um, uh, you know, the, we did have the election, and uh, I am very proud of the state of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Not in our choice of senator. No. But um, <laughs> we, uh, you know, 
on one of the things in the ballot was an amendment to our constitution, uh, to our state constitution that would have basically outlawed abortion entirely. And by about like 54, 55%, Kentucky mm -hmm. voted no on that amendment. Yeah. So hell yeah. Great job, Kentucky. Um, at this one thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, it gives me a little bit of hope. Me too. You got to celebrate your wins. I agree. But yeah, um, abortion is uh, protected at least for the moment. Yeah. The fight's yeah. not over, but we won a pretty significant battle. Yeah. So, um, so to Kentucky pulling, pulling one off and, uh, to the great Kevin Conroy. Cheers. That was nice. These are good toast in glasses. <laughs> That's the only thing that I like about them. I hate these glasses so much. No, I actually, I actually kind of like them. I, li I like, I like a glass with a little more heft to it, which is what these have. These See, have like a bit of a heavier base. I, 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 I yeah, I, they don't have enough heft for me. That's, I just they're so dinky. Well, I'm sorry, you're so strong. <laughs> Jeepers, Mister, you're really strong. <laughs> All right, that's enough waffling. Let's Heartthrob. uh, let's get into this. Um, we open up. Uh, with Wes, Cordelia, and Gunn returning from a fight with uh, just random demon worshippers. Um, I don't even remember what demons they, what demon names they throw out there. The small um, level of a demon. I, <laughs> I do love uh, that Cordelia's talking about all the things that she does understand, like people who, like, you know, um, hit your car and leave a note or something, but uh, she does not understand demon worshippers. Yeah. And, you know, they're... They're trying to really, uh, really figure it out. <laughs> um, Wesley's saying, like, oh, you know, it's kind of sad how people just get so obsessed with demons. Oh, by the way, demon that you were talking about is actually this demon. <laughs> um, but they're not sad. Yep. And uh, we get uh, a little peep of Winifred Burkle, yeah. who has made her the Hyperion her home. Uh, however, she is uh, very... Um, very isolated at the moment, very shy, and uh, I say shy. She's going through some serious PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, shy is a word that could She's be used going through some serious PTSD and is very much keeping to herself, and yeah. uh, especially because Angel has not been there. Um, basically, since finding out about Buffy's death in the season five finale, um, The Gift, <laughs> and Angel has been in Sri Lanka. Um, he went to a monastery to meditate with some monks, be peaceful. Gunn suggested getting drunk in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very interesting parallel uh, to Buffy and her reaction when Angel died in season two. It's, they've done the same thing. They've left. But the key difference here we're seeing is that Buffy ran away and did not tell anyone where she was going and left all of her friends and family terrified. Angel has told his friends where exactly where he's going, you know, they they know where he is. They're supportive of him needing the time to to um needing to take the time to work through it. And there I, is a difference between the guilt that you feel for not being there when your love died and the guilt that you feel for killing your love. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. Um, but just the, 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 
I don't want to say maturity because that that feels like I'm kind of insulting Buffy, but like it's, it's a very different scenario. Yeah, it speaks to a certain. I mean, it ties into what how Angel's feeling at the end of the episode where he's like. He's upset with himself that he can go on mm-hmm. after this death, which is, um, I just think, a very interesting way of looking at grief. Also a way of, um, and you know, we'll probably talk about it when we get to it, <laughs> but also a way of kind of like, again, emphasizing that the show is not meant to be like on, like, <laughs> it's not meant to be just another Buffy show. It is meant to yeah. be its own thing. And, you know, that is a that is um, something that happens throughout... Um, Buffy's death is brought up, but, you know, they don't get too into the details because, you know, one, nobody's assuming that uh, people saw uh, season five of Buffy. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, just retreading stuff from another show. Angel isn't trying to do that anymore. Like, they did that. Like, they did that a couple times throughout uh, the earlier seasons, but now it's like, you know, it's all about Angel. Yeah. It's all about the Angel and Angel Investigations. The show has the strength at this point to stand on its own terms without needing Buffy, the character, and the show um, in a way that, like, in season one, it couldn't. Also, um... Also, they're on a different network now, so... (laughs) Yes. Um... Angel is still on the WB. However, yeah. Buffy has moved to UPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't worry, they're all gonna like smoosh together. Right. <laughs> Those networks are gonna smoosh together in a, in about like what ten years? Uh, I think it was two thousand seven. So about six years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the <laughs> um, it is really funny that uh, Cordy says that she misses Piley and Wesley's like, yeah, you were there for a week and you became a queen and. Uh, and then she's just got this smile on her face like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. This opening scene, my, I, I think it's mostly pulled off well. And that is, I'm going to credit a lot of that to the actors and their very easy chemistry. But oh boy, there's a lot of catch up, a lot of exposition. <laughs> yeah, but I'm actually kind of glad they get it done with. Yeah. And um, here's the question. What do you think of Wes's hair? I did not notice it. So. Okay, it, it it looks a little more bushy and a little more fuller than um, than it did throughout season two. Okay, I'll pitch. On, I'll I'll keep an eye on that for okay. for next week. It it, it it stuck out to me because like you know, Gun has his signature look, mm-hmm. and um, Cordy, uh, I think her 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 hairstyle hasn't changed so much since. Uh, since the yeah. end of season two. It's grown a little and the highlights are gone. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, what about saying? Look real cute. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's revealed that uh, Angel's monastery in Sri Lanka is actually full of demon monks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they are uh, Shurhad demons. And so um, he, uh, he proceeds to, you know, slay all of them. And... Uh, it's one of my biggest pet peeves in anything. Like, I get that they're demons, but they are more than likely Asian demons. Mm-hmm. So, I've never been a fan of when a white person is able to do martial arts better than a bunch of like, than a bunch of like Asian people who are obviously meant to be masters and disciples of yeah. the martial arts. It really pisses me off. Um, 
Kill Bill is just oh that really grinds my gears. It's well, a lot of things about that movie grinds my gears. Um, both of them actually. Um, I know you're a fan, so it's okay. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I'm like, oh great. But um, then, uh, like the door opens, and like the actual, um, like uh, when the pilgrims, like there are people who've like made a pilgrimage to the temple, and they're like, what happened? And he's like, oh, you know, demon monks should have gone to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and credits. <laughs> yes. And who's in the credits? Uh, Miss Amy Acker. Miss Amy Acker. Welcome to the credits, Miss Amy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said that like she's a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> I think were it not... I mean, she clearly had loftier goals. Not that... I'm really digging myself. I think, I think Fred would be a good kindergarten teacher were she not trying to be like a physicist and also had not become trapped in a horrible dimension where she was a slave for five years there's a lot of ifs yeah and i yeah i I want to retract my loftier goals comment because being a teacher is a very important uh very important thing angel does come back and uh scares the living tits off of gordy yeah i the the moment way to draw attention to her tits before she draws attention to her tits oh got it I really don't like referring to them as tits. I've mentioned this before. <laughs> it's know, like, I know. It's like it's such a funny word, though. I don't know. An hard man. T. <laughs> yeah. I the funny the moment where he scares her you is can't very be yabos, funny. Though. <laughs> the moment where he scares her is funny, but the moment where they like he smiles at her and she like realizes it's him and they smile when Cordy and Angel smile at each other. I mean, very few people can make Angel smile yeah. in the first place, but uh, just that genuine warmth and friendship between the two of them. This episode, so, uh, this episode, um, this episode just emphasizes that, like, uh, mm-hmm. Angel is in such a better place with uh, his crew um, compared to, like, you know, just half a season ago. Um, but you know, Cordy is always like has the special place in his heart i've you know it's funny i've always said that i I think this show could very easily be called angel and cordelia and be an accurate title like i think cordelia is just as much the protagonist of this show as angel in a way that isn't really true on buffy that like buffy is the only protagonist on buffy and she has a large supporting cast i would that season six that's actually not true but we'll get to that Mm -hmm. when we start talking about season six of Buffy but Angel at least for the at least seasons one through three in particular it's the Angel and Cordy show Wes Gunn Fred you know Doyle all supporting characters of this show about these two characters and their arc Mm -hmm. that's just my opinion I I would call her a deuteragonist I most (laughs) That's a fun word. It is a fun word. I love it. <laughs> There's just so many great things in there. Yeah, um, yeah you know, I mostly agree with that. Uh, but yeah, and uh, Cordelia is like, oh, you're back. Did you bring us gifts? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, at first he gives her a, um, like, it looks like a shrunken head. Yeah. And uh, she's like, ew. And he, he takes it from her and gives it to Gunn. He's like, cool. <laughs> he gives Cordelia a, uh, a pendant. Um, it's beautiful. Necklace. Yeah. And as she says, it draws attention to her breasts. <laughs> Which, uh, a man wrote that line. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a funny line. Don't get me wrong. And Charisma delivers it great. But I was just like, 
Okay. Yeah, it definitely felt uh, a little like this is not something that she would say to no. to this group of men. I think she would say it one on one to like to Wesley or Angel to fluster them mm-hmm. and to like get a reaction. Um less so Gunn cuz I just don't think Gunn would react. I think mm-hmm. he'd just be like whatever. <laughs> but um but like to all of them at once it, it yeah i don't know i it yeah and uh and he gives uh wes a, a 16th century dagger which he really likes he can't wait to kill something with it and he's like <laughs> cordy have a vision <laughs> which we'll get to we'll that. get to that <laughs> um he asks if uh what fred's been up to and they're like oh well she hasn't like uh she hasn't really left a room so he goes up there and, uh, you know, Fred isn't really too interested in talking to anybody until she sees that it's Angel. Yeah. Um, she's very, uh, she, she feels safe around Angel and Angel, uh, goes in and sees that she's, uh, kind of been holed up there. She's got like the tacos that, uh, <laughs> that Cordelia's brought her and, uh, but she's mostly been writing different things along her wall. Uh, there's definitely some physics there. Um, I saw like reference. Re- I saw like at least one solenoid equation on there. Oh, cool! Um, Can, what what is that? In like, um, the, remind remembering that I'm very stupid about these things. <laughs> uh, solenoid is a um, it's a way of like uh, it's a sorry like, it's, it, no no it, it, it's a device configuration that's um, a current wa- uh, a wire with current that's wrapped around a piece of metal, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, I, I think I know what you're referring to. Let me, let me actually like. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's, science. it's an electromagnet. It's an electromagnet. Yeah, oh. helical coil of wire, um, and it is wrapped. Ar- yeah, and this let this um, generates a magnetic field that's very easy to control. So hmm. solenoids are probably present in pretty much every single electrical device you can think of. Interesting. Do you... Do you Ele- think I will say this. Electromagnetic waves and fields was one of my worst subjects. I <laughs> was in both grad school and undergrad. Um, my toxic trait is that I, I cannot tell any of the fields apart from them from each other. Other than, like, obviously, I know chemistry and zoology are different. But, like... I'm constantly asking Jason, like, science shit, and he's like, not my field, not my field, bro. <laughs> well, you asked me, like, you know that I, you know that I have, a, well, actually, I don't know if you know that I have a physics degree, because you actually texted me one time, well, we're talking to somebody, what's your degree? In? Uh-huh. I, uh, and that was your minor? I did have a biology minor. Okay. No, I have a, I, my... My master's is in physics, as is my bachelor's, but the bachelor's is concentration in astrophysics. Gotcha, gotcha. I will forget that. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it's not, that's not a reflection of my love for you. It's just about my own ignorance. Um, I think it's more of a reflection of your love for yourself, and that's the details <laughs> you're, you're choosing to hold on to. <laughs> so, um, with this, this, particular equation that you noticed do you think there might be any symbolism there or do you think it's just maybe just like a random science thing they threw up on i the think wall? it is just uh, i think it is just random science stuff there was like a couple things written like there were actually like phrases and i mm-hmm. tried to read them but i couldn't like see them fully 
So um, I didn't see anything. And also, it's been such a long time since I've seen season three of Angel that I can't um, comment on anything that could be foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Um, The big thing that Angel points out is like, uh, you know, listen, listen, listen. Um, Because she's written that over and over in her head. Over and over, Angel asks like, oh, what are you listening for? And Fred says... The click in my head when everything makes sense. I'm sorry. She's got the thickest accent. And if you've seen Amy Acker in anything else, you know that is not how she talks. And it is, it just sticks out. It's so funny. Because she is, Amy Acker is from Texas, like Fred is. Um, So I imagine that maybe she was pulling from... From the past. Kind of like Gaius Baltar's real accent in Battlestar. Oh, wait, you haven't seen Battlestar. No. Never mind. (laughs) I want to, though. It's definitely on the list of shows I want to watch. Um, This scene is just, between the two of them, it's just so sweet. Um, Yes. Very good interactions with Angel and both of the female mm -hmm. leads um, in our show. Yes, we have multiple (laughs) female leads. (laughs) Finally. And, uh, yeah, we're arguably more diverse than Buffy. <laughs> arguably. <laughs> um, Angel says, like, look, why don't you come downstairs and hang out with us? You know, take small steps. It's okay. You're safe in the hotel. And then they hear Cordelia screaming. And he's like, all right, hold that thought. <laughs> they run down, and Cordelia um, has had a vision. And, um... She says, like, oh, like, uh, it's at a, um, it's at a college, I believe? hmm Yeah. Like, in a dorm room. hmm And, uh, yeah, a group of vampires, uh, crashed a party, um, they killed a lot of people, they left, but they took two with them, and so they all go after, and so the guys all, like, you know, gear up and go after her. Mm-hmm. Um, Cordelia, however, is, uh, kind of just lying on the floor still yeah um this is by far the worst we've seen her having a vision outside of the season one finale yeah. but that was a those were circumstances <laughs> asterisk <laughs> um yeah and they're clearly taking a toll which she mm. later tells phantom dennis yeah um which we get a phantom dennis phantom appearance dennis, I, I i i mean i wish the circumstances were happier but you know i'll take my boy phantom dennis any day yes i um I do like the fact that uh, we, we do see later her going home and, uh, you know, she's like taking medicine for headaches mm-hmm. uh, that she gets from the visions. And uh, luckily her boy Phantom Dennis is there and she says, oh, how did I ever live before having a ghost? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and you know, like he, he draws a bath for her and hangs up her clothes and then like proceeds to awkwardly loofah her. Yeah. I, you know. It doesn't bother me so much, like, the actual loofing. It's the fact that the loofah's dry. Yeah. And now I'd never used a loofah before, but that doesn't seem like a... doesn't seem like something that you would do, like, you and Raw Duck. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. 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 You missed this. You been, I was. Oh, I was about to say. Did you miss me? Were you like practicing to like out filthy me? <laughs> He's like, when can I work in the phrase raw dog? Hey, if I were trying to, it would have happened a long time before now. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it's um, 
<laughs> it's a great scene and it's you know we've seen last season that the visions have kind of Cordy's made comments that like they've been getting worse that they're they're more they're more painful but this is the first indication that it's like serious there are serious after effects for her um i mean it's like seemingly like a couple hours later she's still like like this almost like a really bad hangover um or or no um a migraine would be more probably more mm-hmm. a more accurate uh yeah comparison yeah. yeah so it's it's not great for our girl no um but you know we need the visions mm-hmm. um the uh the guys are able to go to the dorm room um they uh and uh angel says you guys go get the car like well what are you gonna do and you know we gotta do something big for the season premiere. Mm-hmm. So uh, Angel vamps up, jumps out the window, and then runs across the buildings while some serious rock music is playing. Yeah, the there's like some synth in there. I was like, it was a little, it wasn't so it seemed, out there. It seemed out of place, but I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, it didn't take me out, but I did notice it. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, okay. I'm like yeah, you, you want if you guys want to do this, we'll do it. Um, yeah, this does have a uh, this episode does reek of like, hey, we've got a we've got like the we got our new budget for the new season. Let's do a couple of like really fun things, which we see like with the vampire bursting into flames later, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. I think is probably the best that's ever looked. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the um, they've been getting like progressively better, but the um the 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 the, jesus fucking the prosthetics um the prosthetics specifically the morphing into the Mm -hmm. man face it was so like i i noticed in particular at the very end when a certain blonde does it um it was the the transition was so smooth usually you can tell because the picture kind of gets like a little wonky like you can tell that Mm -hmm. it's like before and then after and they've kind of put them together Mm -hmm. um it was it was really smooth so good for them wb was like here's some more money that we had from buffy so i don't um there i don't like much about the series true blood granted i only saw like maybe a couple of episodes but i never really got into it however i do remember like the uh the transitions um, into like vampire basically just like you know fangs shooting out um so not as intricate but it always looked like like it could like go right into mm-hmm. it it looks so natural i enjoyed it yeah um i also did not watch i watched like a couple episodes and was just like eh, not really for me it's a little too horny uh <laughs> that wasn't my problem with it honestly. uh i don't know i don't know i might revisit it but i i don't know it's not on my top of my list uh but angel is able to uh while running across building tops, he's able to jump onto the car, but not before uh, a relationship ender. Um, the uh, This group of vampires led by this blonde, uh, who we later find out is Elizabeth, um, is basically asking uh, the guy, uh, is a is a male female heterosexual couple and she's a, I don't remember their names. I don't know. Um, did they get names? No, they did. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like, they I mentioned don't know. it just once. Uh, but yeah, like, and they have his girlfriend in the back and, uh, Elizabeth is saying like, oh, uh, do you love this girl? And he's like, uh, and the guy's like, yeah, please just let her go and don't hurt her. 
They're like, oh, what if what if we kill her and let you go? Huh? What about that? Huh? Huh? And uh, he's like, yeah, take her, take her. And Damn. Yeah. Like I said, that relationship's yeah. done so. Yeah. I can just imagine, like, uh, afterwards, like, you weren't gonna feed me to the vampires! I'm, I'm imagining the, like, the, he gets on Reddit the next day on Am I the Asshole? Am I the Asshole? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just saw my friends die, and my girlfriend and I got kidnapped by vampires. <laughs> you know, I would, I would vote not the asshole, but she's also right to break up. That really Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no um, assholes here. Like, I'll give you the circumstances are rough, but um, you cannot blame her for being like, uh, bye. <laughs> uh, but Angel does is able to jump on the car. Um, Wes and Gunn catch up, and uh, pretty good fight scene. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I, I love the use of the... Uh, they probably used it before, but uh, I love the use of the uh, sharpened bat. Mm-hmm. Um, Wes, Angel, and, Wes, Angel, and uh, Gunn are able to dispatch these vampires, and Angel's left with the leader, Elizabeth. Uh, just as he's about to stake her, she recognizes him and says, Angelus, and, you know, stakes her and... Actually, he stakes her, she says I'm jealous, and then she yeah, turns to dust. But not before he's ripped the locket off of yes. her. I, the first, I have a vivid memory of watching this episode the first time. And being, like, literally when that happened, going, like, thinking I had missed something. And I was like, wait, who is this? And, like, going through, like, the Rolodex of characters in my mind. Um, this is also one of the many episodes... Um, that feature uh, a flashback of like some vampire that Angel like kind of mentored who mm-hmm. isn't Spike. That in my mind, that vampire is played by Jeremy Renner. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've already done that. Episode. I, we've already done it. But there's something about. I, I think it's just because he became really famous afterwards. So now I just mm-hmm. like. I just implant him in all these episodes in my mind <laughs> like <laughs> retroactively oh it's another jeremy renner episode <laughs> but, oh my, oh my what an annoying thing to have to do because you're I, not a jeremy renner i'm not fan. a jeremy renner fan I, I you know i he just seems like he has a weird looking dick i and i know that's not relevant but it's just that's not the reason that you told me that you didn't like him. You said that you do. You didn't think he had any charisma. Oh, he's a charisma vacuum. Yeah, but you didn't say that. You said you think you think he looks like he has a weird looking dick. They're both true. They're both things I believe about Jeremy Renner. And I actually don't want to call him a charisma vacuum because I don't want him. I don't want to associate him with our charisma, uh, Carpenter. So I'm going to call him a old dusty vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> I just find him painfully dull <laughs> um but you know what with that being said i actually quite enjoyed the hawkeye tv show a lot of that was Haley steinfield and florence Pugh and like all the other actors in it but i was like oh this was actually kind of fun and it's like the best i've ever seen him be okay wasn't a high bar to clear. Anyway, I shouldn't... Why am I trashing Jeremy Renner so much right now? Anyway, let's move on. You brought up Jeremy I Renner. know! The poor man! He's <laughs> not here to defend himself, and I'm just being a dick. Yeah, I'm sure he'll lose some sleep over getting trashed in a Buffy podcast. <laughs> 
He's listening and he was like, I was really proud of that episode. It's my favorite thing I've ever done. <laughs> Speaking of flashbacks, um, we do get one in this episode to 1767 in Marseille, France. Or as uh, people here in Kentucky would call it, Marseilles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we see our girl Darla and Angelus. Woo-hoo! And they have a... Uh, Kind of like almost a wannabe Angelus and Darla in James and Elizabeth, mm-hmm. like right down to the blonde. Right. <laughs> it's it. I, I definitely had the thought at first. I was like, oh, it's like a proto Spike and Drusilla. But no, you're right. It is. They're, they're definitely are giving off more like. <laughs> I'd love it if like they didn't. Um, they made sure not to turn people like them later <laughs> yeah. on after this because god we hate ourselves (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i'm just like imagining a version of the whirlwind that's this this these four no thank you yeah that'd be more like a you know stale fart (laughs) stale fart (laughs) oh my god like i said you missed this man i did i did (laughs) um but yeah uh Basically, Elizabeth and James are all lovey-dovey, uh, and Jealous and Darla are trying to be, like, their cool selves, but, uh, you know, Elizabeth and James are like, oh, we're gonna love each other forever, and James is like, oh, I'm gonna steal this locket for you, hey, Fucking it's nerds. <laughs> They're so annoying. Like, <laughs> that's literally what Angelus feels right now, like, God, fucking nerds. Um, but Angelus is also concerned because they are trying to escape a vampire hunter, Named Daniel Holtz, mm-hmm. who we had a very brief mention of in season two, uh, but now do we, he makes a full appearance. And do you remember which episode that was? Like, I remember the trial. The, the trial. Thank mm-hmm. you. I was like, I remember the circumstances. It's for the listener if you're trying to remember. It's when they were hiding out in a barn. Which should they reference in this episode? Yeah, and Darla just leaves his ass there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do get cornered by Holtz. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find it kind of funny that later on, when uh, when James is like saying, "Oh, like uh, what would Darla think if you like if you like just fed her to the wolves or whatever?" I'm like she honestly doesn't fucking care. You guys don't understand. Yeah. Darla and Angelus's relationship. They kind of hate each other, but they love it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. When he's just like, I'm like, you were there when she left his dusty ass in a burning barn. <laughs> Like, and and her, her kind of was like, I hope you live, but, you know, no skin off my back if you don't. So, uh, J- yeah, James uh, ha- is the other leader of this group of vampires, and one escaped. Um, and uh, James, hold on, James, James looks very early 2000s, and... Oh, yeah. And it's, it's not a bad look on him. He looks good, he looks good. And, I, you know, I was... I was coming down hard on these fucking nerds, and they are fucking nerds. But like, I actually do like James as an antagonist. I could easily see him at a Sum 41 concert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which, I mean, hey, I'd love to see Sum 41 in concerts. I yeah. I think they're awesome. <laughs> um, but I, I think James is actually pretty... Like, he's not like a Hall of Famer monster of the week. But, like, thematically, what's going on here really works for me. I think the heart thing is interesting, and I actually wish they'd gone, like, into that a little more. Like, we never hear about this, like, cutting out your heart thing that vampires can do again. Um, 
but I, I don't know. It would have been cool if maybe they could would have done an episode where Angel like considers like me is this my, doing this thing is my only option to like save the whole world and I don't know. It's I think it's interesting and we're never gonna hear about it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the uh, and yeah and like you know James at first doesn't believe it. Uh, but he, like, finds out, like, oh, he's got a, oh, Angelus now has a soul. Um, he's responsible for killing Elizabeth. And, uh, he, and then, like, he throws this guy who is in their gang, like, into the sunlight. And as I said before, we do get, um, a much more detailed, like, burning in the sunlight. Mm-hmm. Which and it's one, pretty lengthy. It is lengthy and also not not the way that you normally see vampires die at, at this point. Um, yeah. It happens far less often than just your traditional staking because a lot of times you don't see vampires until night. Um, so I think that, like, again, they had the money and they wanted to do something cool, but, you know, vampires still their bread and butter, so it's probably why they um, it had vampires open up the season yeah. because they could show off, like, the new vamping and uh, they could show off um actually the dusting doesn't looks a little bit better too yeah um i think a lot of going into this episode i would bet there was a sense of like we're gonna throw everything we can to show that we can stand on our own with yeah because they don't have buffy leaning into them anymore Uh, at least did was buffy still in its time slot in its in its time slot on upn that it had on WB. I know it was still on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the same tam- same time slot. Okay, well, they um, didn't have the network. They yeah. weren't on the same network, uh, so they didn't have that lead in. Yeah, I'm gonna keep talking, but I'm gonna see what. I'm curious what was the lead in for Angel. Okay, so um, he decides to go to the office of a. Of a doctor who, when we see him, is like molting, and uh, it's gross, and but not as gross as when he says, "Oh, I do it once a month, like a woman," yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> you want to talk about a line written yeah. by a man?" Oh, Did not care for that. This is Doctor Gregson. He has a he is a demon doctor, and uh, he has a treatment, um, and James. And uh, he and James says that he wants that treatment, and Doctor Gregson says, "Are you ready to pay the like? Are you ready to pay the price?" And he's like, "I already paid the price." Um, we go to Caritas where it is happy hour, and also a much older clientele in mm-hmm. uh, in this gathering. Caritas, particularly my favorite, is the old couple that is enjoying listening to Lauren sing. I left my heart in San Francisco. So cute. Um, yeah, like, and, you know, they could be demons, but I honestly <laughs> kind of like the idea that there's this old couple that is just so nice, so sweet, loves listening to Lauren sing, and doesn't care that there are demons in this bar. <laughs> like, they just want to go and enjoy themselves, and, like, when they start holding their hands. So sweet. But, yeah, it really was. And then there's also, like... A senior citizen demon there. Um, and, uh, you know, um, Wes and Wes and Gunn are at the bar waiting for uh, waiting for their informant to show up. And, uh, and, 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 of, and of course, 
That informant is Merle. Merle. Um, Merle doesn't get his ass kicked this time, though, because Angel isn't there. No, but Wesley tortures him in his own particular way. I no, and uh, this is like I said, we're getting like a bit of a harder Wes in this uh, in this season because uh, Harrison. <laughs> you can't say harder around me, John. Jason just called you John. Jesus Christ! Uh, oh boy, <laughs> let's put that aside. Let's put that aside. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not point out the Freudian slip. So, real quick before we get to Marl, I've got the answer. So, actually, Angel was on Mondays now. So, oh, okay. I I do believe Buffy stayed in its slot just on a different na- network, but it just looked like Angel switched. <laughs> Guess? Which makes sense why the uh, air date order is the way that it is. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you guess what WB show from 2001... Uh, uh, aired right before this, and I'm gonna on sit- Monday. On Monday, it wasn't Smallville because Smallville was on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, Everwood, not Everwood. Do you want to do you want a second guess or do you want me to tell you? Is it Gilmore Girls? It's not Gilmore Girls. Okay. Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven was on Mondays. It I was on Mondays. Get, okay, imagine you're watching Seventh Heaven, and then you go into Angel. <laughs> listeners i'm gonna see if it'll tell me what episode it was um of course this may have been like after seventh heaven like jumped the shark i mean i think seventh headed seventh kind of started jumping. i say that as someone who watched seventh heaven no pun intended religiously <laughs> i did not know i was watching propaganda um but um it's the episode is called changes Ch-ch-ch-changes Turn and face the stranger (laughs) But like So for any listeners who don't know Seventh Heaven Was a religious family drama About a a large Protestant family Whose father um, Was the pastor Of like the local Mm -hmm. church And every episode They had five kids until um, they had twins And then they had seven kids So you could still call it Seventh Heaven The um the, the actor who played the dad is, uh, I believe, currently in jail for, yes. for sexual assault. So great. Um, uh, every episode was a very special episode. Um, it was... I mean, I watched I watched all of it. I, I, I was so into that show. And it's like... I, I don't know. It's, it's cringy as hell. This episode in particular changes season six, episode one... Robbie remains inconsolable since Mary left with Wilson. The colonel figures she won't go to college, but marry and be a mother to Billy, so he insists on a job, preferably in public service, but he nor Wilson are pleased she opts for the police or fire department. Lucy refuses to explain why she left the New York Seminary, uh, apparently after a breakup with Jeremy, and Robbie is parentally dissuaded and as consoling company. Annie works out her pre-menopause frustration on Eric, and he takes it out deviously on model student Simon for just a bit of attitude. Matt loses his hospital orderly job, but soon gets another in a free clinic with mainly teenage and young adult mothers-to-be. So, um, <laughs> just a heads up here. Uh, the, uh, Seventh Heaven did see the, um, 
was like the jumping off point for Jessica Biel, mm-hmm. yep. um, who played Mary. oldest sister Mary, um, and uh, Beverly Mitchell. I feel like I saw like two. She, okay, she's in Saw Two. That's um, what. That's like the thing I know her from. Other yeah, than I, I feel like she was. I feel like she was in something, but then again, I might be like mixing up like Elizabeth Mitchell and Beverly D'Angelo for some reason. <laughs> um, but uh, also, I did not know this until later because I only saw like I think early episodes. But apparently, Ashley Simpson mm-hmm. was a uh, was a main character for two seasons, uh-huh. and uh, Tyler Hoechlin uh-huh. was a uh, main character for th- four seasons. So and, basically, um, Haley Duff. Uh huh. Basically, as the older sibling characters like left the show. The they would like just bring in like random people that the that family would like take in. Okay. Who and they always had some sort of like, my mom's a drug addict and our house burned down and I need a place to live. Oh my god, so dramatic. Okay. Um, there's also a major character, uh, major recurring character in season five of Angel, whom I hate. Who was a love interest for one of the main characters on Seventh Heaven, and I hated her there too. It was that um. Spoilers. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what a weird tangent. But yeah. I'm just I'm just imagining watching Seventh Heaven and then watching Angel. There's a good chance I did watch Seventh Heaven and then was seeing commercials for this weird vampire show I knew nothing about. Anyway, oh my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, back at Caritas, uh, Merle, I, I like what Merle does. Merle says that, like, uh, oh, you know, um, like, uh, Wes lays down the money, and Merle says, like, oh, well, the price has just changed, and Wes is like, okay, it starts taking 20s away. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, Wesley. Um, but he's like, hey, hey, hey look, look, uh, James is in town, and he visited uh, this doctor, Dr. Gregson, and they're like, who's Dr. Gregson? That's when Lauren uh, pipes in and says, like, oh, he's a demon doctor and he does some nasty stuff. And so they eventually find out what he's, um, what he did while uh, Angel and Cordelia are at the Hyperion. And Cordelia is trying to talk to Angel. Um, he's already filmed them in a little bit on Holtz, mm-hmm. but they didn't like, but he, he already filled them in on like the story that led that we'd already seen like that flashback we didn't see what happened once Holtz arrived and they all really want to know about Holtz yeah um but Angel but yeah and Cordelia's trying to talk to Angel about losing Buffy and um and she's like look it's not your fault I know you feel bad that you weren't there for her and that you couldn't die with her because and that's kind of like that's kind of like a crazy thing for her to say, but like kind of true because. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know if they know the circumstances of it. I'm sure that they do. Yeah, I'm sure Willow but, told them. Yeah, and so like, it, it became clear that Buffy had to die. It was either Buffy or Dawn. Right. So I'm imagining uh, the story Willow's telling them. It's like okay, so she all the stuff where Dawn's the key. Oh, by the way, Dawn fake, fake. All your memories fake. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I I agree. I think Cordy is completely right on all of this. And of course, she's the only character who can have this conversation with Angel. Mm-hmm. Wesley 
is like next in line, but he's yeah, still not there. You know, that's exactly. Yeah. Um, one, because Wesley didn't know Buffy as well as Cordy did, but also just like Wesley and Angel are close, but they're not at the same level that Wesley and Cordelia are. Again, this episode goes out of its way to show that relationship mm-hmm. between those two characters in yeah. particular. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they end up getting the call that, uh, that James is back in town. So Angel, uh, tries to, um, so Angel's like trying to tell, uh, Cordelia, like, look, you got to go home. He's going to come after me here. And she's like, no, if I go home, he's going to come after me there. Cause like, that's what you do. That's what happens. <laughs> and like, as he opens the door to get down to like the basement, James comes out and so Cordy should have gone home. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Cordy was in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation yeah. here. <laughs> um, then we get like a big uh, chase scene. Um, well, first we get the actual fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, Angel is a... And while Cordy tries to help, uh, Angel, and she does help uh, when she like ta- hit, hits him with the fire extinguisher. Yeah, love that. Uh, but then she tosses the stake and uh, James catches it unfortunately uh and um he is he's about to stake angel angel's able to like you know flip around and stake him he goes to check angel goes to check on cordelia and he's like oh it's over but then uh james stands up pulls the stake out and they see like the the stake hole heal Mm -hmm. itself um and like they fight some more he throws james out of the yard in the courtyard and uh he doesn't burst into flames so he's basically invincible yes and while all this is happening the phone is ringing mm-hmm. which is gun and wesley tried to tell them this yes and we also get a really funny beat where fred comes out of her room yes. and she's like while the fight's happening she's like i came out of my room baby steps yeah, just but, like you know, he said just like you said and he's like fred go back to your room and stay there and she's like okay Okay. (laughs) oh sweet angel so so i was thinking about this at the beginning of the episode when he goes in there they make a we we had discussed while watching they make like a point of angel telling you know having to get the invitation to go into her room and kind of the consensus that we came up with was because normally hotel rooms that doesn't count but we kind of, we, Jason and I kind of were like, well, I guess since she considers that her home. It's that's an apartment. How, yeah, that's like how the magic works. But as I was watching it too, I was like, oh, I think that's in there. So that, that was in there so that we know that her room needs an invitation. So that we're not going, they just left Fred by herself. Yeah. Like, like, because they don't, because we don't want Fred. I love Fred. I want her around all the time. But... In this particular scene, it needs to be Angel and Cordy. That's right. what it's about. That's what it needs to be. We need Fred away, but we also don't want the audience going, is Fred okay? Is Fred okay? Is Fred okay? So they're not focusing on what's actually happening. Um, just a little... This is my thing as a writer. I can't just fucking watch stuff. I have to be like, oh, they included this because of this to do this. Let's go back to 1767 for just a second. Just a second. Um, a skosh, as Harrison would say. <laughs> I love that word. And... Um, yeah, so Angelus reveals that Holtz has been tracking uh, him and Darla because they killed his entire family, and uh, a, a fact which uh, Angelus rubs in Holtz's face. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but Angelus also says like, "Oh, I'm going to uh, 
What if I what if I give you excuse me? What if I give you the ladies? Uh, <laughs> what if I give you the ladies and the boy here so I can go free? <laughs> but uh yeah and and uh you know Holtz is like d- like it he does not like Angel at all. Yeah. Like it is there is like hatred there. Um but he uh but he's like uh Angelus is able to get away uh, with James, even though James is like, oh, you were going to give us, like, uh, you were going to give us up and everything again. He doesn't seem to get that, like, this is what him and Darla do to each other. Um, <laughs> Nerd. But yeah, uh, he, he, Angel, Angelus does take two, like, crossbow bolts. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but they are able to get away, and then James, like, uh, you know, kicks Angel while he's down. <laughs> It's like, screw you, and walks away. So that's probably like the last they saw of James and Elizabeth. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, I imagine, yeah, when they James caught up with Darla and Elizabeth, he was like, fuck these assholes, let's go off well, on yeah, our own. Yeah, like I said, like, he was going to like, oh, maybe I should tell Darla that you were going to like give her up and everything. Oh my god, I, I guarantee he's like, you won't believe what fucking Angelus did. And Darla's like, oh, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to give me up to save his own skin. I gotta go find that, him. That fuck Angelus. Him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I, oh god, I wish I could do a better Darla voice because it's so specific that like, that airy kind of like, oh. Oh, I, my boy. My boy. <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> That's pretty good. That was pretty Thanks. good. You're, you're a good impressionist. Thank you. I'm not. <laughs> I think I think I might be able to do that voice because it reminds me of Joey Lauren Adams in uh in like Clerks and uh, mm. Mallrats. Okay. And and uh in Chasing Amy, you know the big one that she's in. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, the one she's the star of. But she's not the titular Amy. <laughs> That's a reference to a Silent Bob story. It's the titular role. <laughs> All right, we're, we're we're losing track here fast. Okay, um, James chases uh, James chases uh, uh, Angel and Cordy into the subway. Um, Cordy is able to get a, a partial phone call in which they find out that uh, this doctor removed James's heart. And uh, this allows him for a limited time to be invincible before he gets dusted. Mm-hmm. So, um, like you said, really interesting, uh, really interesting premise. Wish it could have been explored more. Yeah. Um, just imagine like an army of like invincible vampires that are temporary. Yeah. Um, honestly, how Wolfram and Hart never got a hold of that, I'll never <laughs> know. Uh, but uh, yeah, and. So they are able to get onto after some like chasing, they're able to get onto a subway train, um, and and they think they're able to get like you know away from James, but James like jumps onto the train, and uh, Cordelia's just like, oh, what should we do? Should we like should we get off the next stop and then double back? You won't expect that. Should we put as much distance like uh, Cordy, and uh, <laughs> shows up, and uh, we get our uh, we get a really good subway scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Subway scenes are very good uh, yeah. if they're done right. Uh, there's a particularly good one in season seven of Buffy, um, or is it? No, we've already no, seen no. it. Oh we yeah, we have seen it. Love. You're right. <laughs> Excuse me. It is referenced in season seven yeah. of Buffy. Uh, yeah, subway scenes are great because yeah. it's very enclosed, 
And, um, I mean, it's great for all the reasons that the hallway scene in uh, Daredevil Season 1 yeah, is great. That sort of enclosure. Have you seen Train to Busan? Yes. Um, oh, man. Uh, That's a whole movie on a train! Oh, that movie's so good. But, um, yeah, that's, anytime you're in sort of that enclosed area, it, like it, you have to get creative with your action. Um, and a train in particular, you can't leave. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so, um, Train to Busan is the one that really, you know, pops to mind because it's a pretty recent film and like, and yeah, the whole movie is set on that train for the most part. Um, but, but yeah, I love a subway sequence or a train sequence. Um, and, and this is just another example of them just like going all in on this premiere mm-hmm. because this shit's not cheap to film. Like... <laughs> You know, funny thing, uh, I don't know if this is followed by a bottle episode, uh, but a lot of times in uh, TV shows you see uh, pr- season premieres have, like, a lion's share of the budget for, like, the, the month. Mm-hmm. And so, like, either the episode afterwards or the episode after that tends to be a, um, a bottle episode, which is uh, an episode that's typically, that basically is, like, as low a budget as you can get mm-hmm. while still trying to, like, you know, be a quality episode. Yeah. And ironically, a lot of times bottle episodes Are tend to best. be the most memorable ones. <laughs> yeah. uh, so much so that they made a joke about it in Community, where they did a bottle episode. But the one that comes to mind for me is probably the one where no one's ready and friends. Mm-hmm. That's a great um, one. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it basically takes place on, like, one set and... Uh, like very very limited scene changes and uh and like usually takes place in the span almost takes place in real time mm-hmm. usually only involves the main cast mm-hmm. um looking at the next episode i what i remember of it i don't know that i would call it a bottle episode particularly but it does look like based on the pro- like the synopsis it's it definitely like less like special effects i don't, I don't like, think there are too things. many bottle episodes of buffy and angel no. if i had to definitely not spin the bottle um if i had to pick one it would probably be conversations with dead people just because that has the least amount of regular cast mm-hmm. and it's like the three individual stories that are basically all on the same sets that yeah. are probably like reused yeah often. uh tabula rasa comes close mm-hmm. um it they do it, most of it's in the they do leave the magic box but it, most of that one's in the magic box also just a it, fucking great episode yes it, and both these episodes and has are, a low like high concept but low cost high concept uh interested in those episodes keep on listening yeah. we'll get to them eventually um i also just uh, just t- kind of just a brief tangent. I know I keep derailing us, um, okay, like the subway. Um, but last, John and I have been watching um, uh, the Bear on Hulu. Oh, that's the cooking show, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the episode we watched last night is the penultimate episode of the season. It was stressful because it is. Um, it was like a twenty-minute-long episode that played out in real time that as far as I could tell was one take um, that was the 20 minutes right before the, the, the restaurant opened and they had set up 
like an online ordering sort of thing for their restaurant, but someone had made the settings wrong so that basically they were having like, they had like, when they turned it on, they had like 60 orders come through all at once, 20 minutes before they opened. Oh boy. And I remember watching it and be, like at one point I like paused it and was like, John, I need to, I need, I need to like take a yeah, moment. Stuff like, like, stuff like that um, is like definitely crazy for people who work in, um, oh who've worked in like food service or, you know, you worked in, uh, you worked in like groceries. For... I groceries. Well, and I, I worked, I also for a while worked at, um, uh, a couple summers worked in uh, the Jewish community center at their like snack stand at the pool. Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah. I mean, it was a great episode. I was, like, so impressed. But I was also just like, oh, my God. I'm I, I getting so stressed. That reminds me of when I watched Whiplash. And I've not seen that one yet. Okay, yeah. Like, if you've ever been in any kind of performance activity, whether it be theater or music or um, anything like that, there are moments that, like, genuinely just make made me uncomfortable and I'm like oh my god like like running late to a performance and getting in a car crash oh gosh like it's it's yeah i don't <laughs> uh, speaking of that film though friend of the pod uh skyler who guest starred on our beer bad at move episode viscerally hates that film and i think the reason that he hates it is because he's a music teacher yeah and uh, oh yeah and yes and that and that movie is famous for J.K. Simmons' character, who is very much a negative reinforcement teacher yeah. by a lot. It's actually one that we... The reason I've not seen it is because John wants to watch it, too. But, like, he also has that as a musician himself. Oh, you're going to get anxiety. Yeah, he's you're going like, to get anxious as hell watching it. Um, that being said, it's a fantastic performance from both Miles Teller and uh, J.K. Simmons. I mean, J.K. Simmons, come on. Anyway, um, yeah, so James does catch up to them, and uh, he's like, uh, and he's like, you're different now, um, and uh, and he can like kind of like sense that Angel's like, oh, you've been in love. This conversation's a little weird, um, and well, he's like, I'm going to kill the girl that the woman that you love, like, uh, and he he's referring to Cordelia, and that's yeah. when Angel says like, the woman that I love is dead. Yeah. Um, well, he, he he specifically notes that Angel has been protecting Cordelia, sticking with her, mm-hmm. which is, of course, not how he <laughs> acted with Darla. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this it's... I, I, I generally find the, the parallels between Angel and James, that, I, that they work, and thematically this is all re- working. This moment is fine but it is i to me like the most weird forced, forced. Yeah. yeah tries to be a little on the nose with yeah. his message because he does say like uh and james does say like oh if you um it's like oh if you really love that woman then uh and she died then like you wouldn't you wouldn't be here because you wouldn't be able to live either and uh yeah the effects of the surgery wear off and you know it turns yeah. dust i think my issue with it is that it's not from james's side i i'm i'm fine with everything james is saying because that's been his you know he literally that's his character yeah he literally cut out his heart knowing that he would die you know for this so he could get this revenge like i i buy it i don't what i don't buy is angel 
engaging with him. Yeah. I think this would have worked better if he just wouldn't have said anything. And then kind of the sentiments he's feeling were in, 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 in expressing in this scene were incorporated in his scene with Cordy later. Because I do believe he would say these things to Cordy when they're mm-hmm. when they're talking. I just don't believe he would engage with James in this way. I don't... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but yeah, James does crumble the dust. Uh, so they get back to Angel Investigations, and that's when Angel says... Um, James' comments got to him, but it's not that, like, uh, Buffy's death is making him hurt. It's the fact that he is able to go on. Mm -hmm. And he feels bad about that. Because, you know, nobody really seemed to matter before Buffy. And, but that's when Cordelia's, and he should be more upset about losing her. But Cordelia says, like, no, you have to, like, keep going on. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep helping people. And doing that honors her. I love that. Mm-hmm. The the specifically saying... she. I mean, she does all the right things here. She relates to him. She's like, I miss Buffy too. She was my friend too, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes. Um, but it's it really is that the, you know, you're not disrespecting her memory by going on and fighting. You're honoring her memory. Because, yeah... That's who Buffy was. Buffy was a fighter. Buffy had enormous amounts of compassion for people and wanted to help them. And and that's what Angel got from Buffy when meeting her helped him turn his life around. And, and Angel left because he knew that like Buffy would be at risk and he would mm-hmm. be at risk too if they were together and they, they had their purposes, yeah. which were more important than their love. Yeah. Um, so, and so, then yeah, it, they smile uh, at each other again, and yeah, I love it. unexpected, like, closure, um, on the Buffy-Angel relationship, which, I mean, we've had a bit of that throughout, but, yeah. um, you would think that, like, given Angel's, the beginning of Angel's reaction at the beginning, at the end of There's No Place Like Plurk's Glurb, <laughs> it's really hard to make a serious point, right? Bring up that time <laughs> we're like, we're talking about really heavy yeah, stuff, you, and yeah, you, you have to say think, Plurk's Glurb. Yeah, you would think that, like, this would be, like... You know, it would be shattering to him. You know, it goes away for three months. Mm-hmm. But I like this kind of reveal because it it speaks to Angel's growth, but also it speaks to the show's growth. Mm-hmm. As in, like, hey, we're like trying to stand on our own here. Like, we acknowledge Buffy, but like we're not we're not playing like second fiddle to it yeah. anymore. Like we're doing our own thing. We can be sad about Buffy, mm-hmm. and that grief can exist and be fine. But we don't have to be defined by it. Um, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good way of, I, th- I think it, this episode does a really healthy balance of, of Angel's grief, but not turning the episode into like a weird epilogue of Buffy season yeah. five. Which is good. Yeah. Um, so that's it for our Angel crew, but the episode does not end there. <laughs> no, we it go, We go to a cantina in Puerto Cabezas, uh, in Nicaragua. And a man shows up with information um, about a shaman to our girl, Darla. Darla. She takes that information, sticks it in her uh, yabos. <laughs> there, see, I got to pull, <laughs> I got to bring that out. Um, and then uh, 
And then he's like, uh, "Hey, let's let's not go too let's not go too fast here. How about we have a drink?" And she's like, "Oh God!" Jeez. And eats him, eats him. <laughs> and then does a like a like a uh, takes a bite out of the lime, like it was yeah. a tequila shot. I love that detail. <laughs> she doesn't take the tequila shot that he gives her. He just drinks her. She drinks him and then takes the lime. And I can't remember the lead in, but she says, "Life is full of surprises." Uh-huh. And she stands up. We get a good view of her. Girl is preggers. Hella preggers. That belly be popping. So I... Bun is in the oven. So uh, I, I want to rewind a bit <laughs> to James and Angel's confrontation where uh, James says something along the lines of like, you screwed Darla and just, then just left. And Angel goes... How did you know about that? Oh, back in. <laughs> oh, back in France. Uh, which is funny. Yes. But also a good reminder that Darla and Angel had sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I, listen, I, I, this fucked me, fucked my brain when I, when I watched this the first Oh, yeah, time. I remember that being like, what, really? What? <laughs> um, that is a twist. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, and, and our non-binary friends as well. Sorry, not to be so... Uh, anyway. She's dead. <laughs> she can't be pregnant. I guess we'll, I guess listeners will just have to keep watching and listening along. That is very much, in many ways, um, the, the angel equivalent to the end of Buffy versus Dracula. <laughs> like, like whoa <laughs> man um i do like the uh I, I do like how darla is such a potent part of angel i mean because remember season one ended with the reveal bringing her back to life yeah that's true and so like darla's presence has been all over these seasons <laughs> of angel i love that um Never would have thought that, like, when she, like, was only around for a couple episodes in season one of Buffy. She's barely a character in those, like, and she's become so rich as a character Mm -hmm. on uh, on Angel, and will continue to be. Yes. Because now we can say, hey, like, Darla's back and she matters. Her ego is prego. Uh, Her ego is prego. That is one etch-a-sketch that can't be... Anyway, um... Juno's a fun movie. Um, no, it's... Uh, <laughs> so J.K. Simmons. Um, no, it's just... I... Yeah, she's such a good character. It was funny. I knew that that's how this episode ended going into it. And I, I forgot to watch the guest credits. So I didn't see if she was credited among, in them. She um, is, but she's also in the flashback. She was in the flashback. Yeah. So that was my thing. I was like, I can't remember if Darla... Because I knew there were also going to be flashbacks. I was like, is Darla in the flashback? Or is it going to be a... She appears at the end, and then we get... Like with Drusilla last season, where her credit comes after. When she showed up in the flashback, I was like, oh, okay. She probably got like her regular credit Mm -hmm. at the beginning. Um, But yeah, I Yeah, a lot of things brew in this season. So, uh, um... The James and Elizabeth storyline is there for a multitude of reasons, but probably what will end up being the biggest one is the uh, reintroduction of Holtz, mm-hmm. um, who will be a big player because, I mean, 
you know, you don't bring up a vampire hunter like that and then just get away from him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've obviously got, like, the the development of the Darla and uh, also our new um, member of Angel Investigations. I yeah. mean, she's not really doing any work right now, but, uh, you know, like, pretty soon she'll stop being a freeloader and, <laughs> and start yeah. pulling her weight. Fred doesn't have a ton to do in this episode, but that makes sense. Yeah. It... it, it, it it's organic. It would, it would be unnatural if if, if um, she was just part of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, like still having her deal with the PTSD mm-hmm. is good. Yeah, and the scene that her big scene that she does have with Angel is really lovely, and and also the, the scene when she tries to come out. Like, I came out this <laughs> that is that's funny. <laughs> she's she's trying to heal, man. But um, uh, that is heartthrob. Heartthrob. Fuck yeah. A lot of stuff happening. Um... This episode was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple things that didn't work, but most of it did. I'm going to give it a you know, three and a half out of five tacos on the floor. Yes. I'm right there with you. It's a fun episode. I think it gets, it just deals with the Buffy stuff so we can move on mm-hmm. with the show. But in a way that is like emotionally satisfying and and is respectful to Buffy because yeah. we don't want to just say fuck Buffy like like that's not what we but the sh- the show strikes a good balance of paying its respects while also going now let's move on mm-hmm. um i i really love everything between Angel and Cordy in this episode i like i said the scene between um Angel and Fred is really good Gunn and Wesley don't have as much to do, but that's okay. I mean, it's an ensemble show. They'll have their time to shine. Yep. And, um, and yeah, I, I think it's a strong opener to the season and then just a fucking killer twist at the end. Yep. So, um, I'm right. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to give it a three and a half, uh, blood and lime shots. There you go. <laughs> Uh, well, anything else to say? I don't think so. I think I shall take us out. Take us out. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We will be back next week with Angel. Yeah. (laughs) Season three, episode two, That Vision Thing. A lot of listeners who just hate the sound of my voice are like, oh, God, (laughs) not another one. (laughs) Or the ones who don't listen to the Angel episodes because they don't watch Angel. Which you should watch Angel because it's good. It is. Although, I guess if they don't listen, they're not listening to this. Yeah. We'll still tell them anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yes, episode two, That Vision Thing. Wonder what that might be about. (laughs) Maybe this problem that our girl has. Um, We got a lot of girls in, in this show. Um, I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram at yamij357. You cannot find me on Twitter because I jumped off of that sinking ship. Yeah. I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram on Harrison Alexander Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter because I'm very funny there and I'm, I'll just drown. (laughs) (laughs) At Harrison Kaufman. That's spelled C-O-F-F-M-A-N. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy, or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. I am not disrespecting you by sticking to stay with Twitter, but uh, I'm like, uh, I'm done with it. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Mm -hmm. And don't forget to subscribe to us and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm reading the uh, the the charity that Harrison picked out. <laughs> I'm sure it's a wonderful charity, but you cheeky bastard. I know. I'm sorry. Each week we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week we're highlighting Heart to Heart International. Heart to Heart International seeks to improve healthcare across uh, healthcare access in the U.S. and around the world by ensuring quality care is provided. Um, equitably in medically under-resourced communities and in disaster situations, visit www.heart2heart.org for more information. Yeah, <laughs> a little cheeky there. As always, go slay and raw dog it <laughs> and be gay, <laughs> but don't raw dog it unless you're with you're monogamous with your partner. Yeah, no, no, don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. Yeah. Spitters or quitters. No. If you spit, you're fine. Anyway, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs>